Oh, I did this to myself. Yeah, saying, who else? <laughs> Last call it. Was me. What did the thing to myself? You're out for a walk. It's a beautiful sunny day. Mm -hmm. You don't think anything of this day. You know, it's just a carefree, wonderful day. Sweet. When all of a sudden you what? look over and the river is full of floating bodies. Oh, Ooh. Jesus. Must be time for another episode of High Mystery. But call the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call the police for sure. That's not my problem. If the river is floating with bodies, please call the police. Don't naturally assume that it's another episode of High Mystery. <laughs> This is the podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about the mysteries of the universe. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. We're going to do today, just like we do every other day on the podcast, mm -hmm. we're going to be smoking weed. Mm -hmm. Today, I have a Pineapple Paradise High Hemp Wrap, and inside is T-Bird Turner Strain. Ooh. Because I grew this weed. Vroom, vroom. I cured this weed. Vroom, vroom. I packed this weed. <laughs> vroom, vroom, vroom. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. But me. <laughs> Actually, Tristan did help. He brought over the saplings for me. So. Very, it was like, you know, donate experiment at that point. It was very easy. <laughs> did it was use my cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got, you know, Tristan was the sperm, Rob was the turkey baster, and I was the oven that brought it all into existence. <laughs> so yeah, I'm smoking T-Bird Turner today. Instead of like, you know, two in your horn, that's why I was doing the vroom vroom. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, it, I have a little weed cabinet in the kitchen, uh, mm -hmm. and it's got just, it's simple. It's four fluorescent bulbs, two fans, and a deep water culture system. Uh, so that means that all the roots live in a big tub of water. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it grows really fast in there. And yeah, they're just fluorescent bulbs, nothing special. You mm -hmm. too can grow weed at home. Yeah, yes. if it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't recommend it in the illegal places. Although, I mean, I do. I just don't get it. Yeah, caught. we recommend you move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or change the laws. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just uh, three states changed over in this past what? election. What? So, nice. we'll know, visit you soon. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. Voting matters. If nothing else, you get to vote legalization into your yeah. state. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, today's mystery is who's our going to pre our president. What are you smoking, Tristan? Um, I got a little blunt here. It's a very little blunt. It's a personal. Um, sure. It's got glutide herb in it with Josie glue resin. THC is a thirteen percenter, and it's from that space coyote. Oh. Yeah, I just put it in like a twisted hemp wrap because. I enjoy that more. Yeah. yeah. You'd be then, like that. The space coyote. I do be like that. <laughs> <laughs> space coyote solid. I like that. Uh, I too am going to be smoking this T Bird Turner strain. Yeah. Uh, it's in the uh, plain uh, high hemp wrap, <laughs> the base. Plain the just standard. Always, plain just always makes me laugh because it's like, Check out pineapple, strawberry, and plain. <laughs> or they should just call it original. Or sure. Yeah, I think it is like yeah, something. The it's classic. Just organic right. high hemp yeah. wrap or something like that. I feel like I've seen zero. The like 100. Zero flavor. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like Coke Zero. Yeah. <gasps> 
Coke's going to start making weed? What? Speaking of large brands, I'll give my shout out to Shaquille O'Neal today as I replace my podcasting chair with the Shaquille O'Neal. Give us a spin, Show Colin. Off. Show give us a spin. The oh, Shaquille O'Neal Zephyrus. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's super comfy. It's made for big and tall, which gets me excited. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, today, my mystery is one that comes to me from my very own hometown. Today, we cover the mystery of the murder of Pearl Bryan, her missing head, and the haunting of Bobby Mackey's music world. Whoa. This is, this like, is one mystery or this three? Is, this is one mystery that ties into another mystery. Okay. Yeah. And All this right. is legit hometown, not even state, hometown. Yes. Oh, geez. Yes. Okay, so. so you've grown up with this, like you know what I'm yeah. about this from all time. This is not new to me. This is not the first time I've heard this version of it. This is not the first time I've heard like several different versions of it where people are like, yeah, it's the story. Did you never hear that about that girl who like UFOs got her? And, yeah. 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 I've heard but, a bunch of different versions of this story. and But yeah. it's like popular enough you can like look it up online and whatnot. Or? Oh, it's real. Oh, this, nice. is, this is legitimately happened. Oh. This is 100% a real murder. Fact. That, like, we'll get into it. Sure. But but there's a few mysteries that are surrounding it. And just, you know, if you've got a hometown mystery, you know, write it in. Send us a a comment or a post or something. We might cover it. The reason I'm doing this in large part is because I do hear from my friends often, often, like, are you covering Bobby Mackey or, like, have you done Pearl Bryan yet? So this is an ode to the fam. (laughs) (laughs) Old school homies. Yeah, I was a little stopped because I wasn't sure there was enough mystery to this case. It was just like a gruesome murder, yeah. potentially, but no, I think there's legit. Anyway, let's get into it. Sure. Quickly, I do want to say we do have a story coming up eventually that someone did write in tying um, Rob's... Oh, yeah. Um, what was it? That's the a, school. The, the school s- asylum. What was that? Oh, oh Ohio. Ohio. Yes, yeah, yeah, haunted yeah. Ohio. Yeah. The Athens insane asylum. Someone so- actually has a, a doll from a girl who was at that asylum who like oh, yeah. killed herself, and uh, the doll's haunted. It so. was either the asylum or the the college. I can't remember. Might have been the asylum. Either way, I remember seeing the doll, and it's yeah, pretty freaky. it's a creepy doll. <laughs> so look forward to that. We're gonna get a hold of that person. We're gonna figure out a way for that story to be shared. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Uh, today, we're talking about Pearl Bryan. February 1st, 1896, Fort Thomas, Kentucky. In a field be- behind what is now the YMCA, 17-year-old farmhand Johnny Hewling would discover the body of Pearl Bryan. It's a tough, tough job. I feel like it's usually a farmhand who, like, discovers something, and then it's like... Guys, we haven't started smoking. Oh, Whoa! shit! Oh, God! Listen. <laughs> we, we, uh, we always, you know, sometimes we make mistakes on the show. Today, we forgot to light our blunts. <laughs> a very key element of our weed-smoking, mystery-talking podcast. I'm just glad one of us is on top of things. Thanks, Rob. For real. I mean, to be fair, Tristan and I probably smoked like 10 minutes before this started, so we're a little stony already. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you've got something to smoke at home, please join us in our smoking. We are lighting off of uh, Hempwick which helps keep some of the butane out of our lungs. So we are lighting those blunts. I mean, 
as much as we can just keep it straight weed as possible, I feel like is is the key. Like we don't need the tobacco, we don't need the butane. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day when there's actual pressed cannabis to roll with, because like I don't find that enough. I've seen it one time. Yeah, the closest are, are those can of cigars that use like the top leaves and some fan leaves to make like a wrap. See, I don't think I've seen that one. That's we've smoked that sounds it. awesome. What? We've smoked a can of cigar. Uh, it's a pure cannabis cigar. <laughs> well, all the same. Uh, and for like, I there are alternate ways to light. With uh, I have uh, an electric lighter. I just don't use it because apparently it's ear piercingly, <laughs> annoyingly loud. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you've got a sensitivity to like nails on a chalkboard, I guess. Sure. I have used a magnifying glass. To light, a blunt. to light a blunt or wow. a bowl, which yes. I feel like is technically the ultimate cleanest way. Yeah, just using the energy <laughs> of the sun at that point, directed through lenses. Yeah, you yeah. do need a little bit of patience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have lit our blunts. Sure. We're getting back to the Pearl Bryan mystery. Oh, Brian. Again, this is the murder of Pearl Bryan, her missing head, and the haunting of Bobby Mackey's music world. Related to Conan O'Brien? No, Pearl Brian. Just oh, no, see, no, no, no. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, just Brian. Pearl. I mean, Brian. I think she removed the O. You know, early in life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's an anti-Irish sentiment. Trust me, I know. I know Pearl. <laughs> big, big Irish. Yeah. Rob, you sound more like a historian every day. <laughs> All right, February first, eighteen ninety-six. We've got mm-hmm. Johnny Howling or Hewling. He would discover the body of Pearl Bryan in this field. Oh, man. She was found with multiple wounds across her back and her hands, and the coroner found that she was decapitated while she was still alive. Oh, Oof. Jesus. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Do wow. they know what kind of wounds these are on her back and hands? Are they like whipping wounds or cut wounds? or Not just... enough to kill wounds. Right. <laughs> My assumption is that they're like the wounds of a struggle. Okay. I don't really know for sure. Um, it just said that they were wounds. And keep in mind, we're talking about 1896, so I assume the yeah. coroner work isn't quite what we'd expect today, where it's like, these are clearly incisions from a six-inch blade. Yeah, well, they <laughs> came just, down with a stabbing motion. I, I know what you mean, though. Like, they didn't they didn't describe it further than that. Yeah, and I also just feel like at this time, like, they're familiar with what whip wounds look like. If yeah. They wanted to be like, yeah. Oh, sure. she was whipped. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't clear whether they... I'm assuming they're puncture wounds of some type. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um... Cuts, that's scrapes. That's pieces. 100% assumption on my end. But, yeah, you're right. They would have said if it's, like, burns versus... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm assuming some punctures or something. Sure. She would be five months pregnant. Oh, damn. It, initially, it was thought that it was an unfortunate prostitute. Like, they couldn't identify who it was. So they just assumed that somebody had, you know, done a Jack the Ripper, I guess. Or just like, yeah, some wayward <laughs> woman came into town from somewhere else. No identity, no nothing. Exactly. Came upon an unfortunate being of evil. But it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, four days later, a local shoe shop owner was able to identify her by tracing her shoes. What? Mm. Well, that's yeah. that's believable because definitely in 1896, you know, you're not like buying a pair of Reeboks and <laughs> you can buy anywhere. It's like yeah. these each shoe is specially made, you know, by a cobbler. Yeah. 
has probably has some type of imprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a little tag put in the <laughs> shoes at this time that refers to like production number and everything like that. Sure. And so Pearl O'Brien, when she got those shoes, the dude probably knew her, you know, and was able to say, Oh, I know. I literally know this pair of shoes. Sure. Uh, she was the daughter of Alexander S. Bryan and Susan Jane Bryan. Her father was a farmer of wealth and good standing, and Pearl was a Sunday school teacher. Oh. Yeah, I guess I should have let everybody know this is a dark one. <laughs> oh, well, you're here. But, yeah. like, you think that, like, everyone is, like, a friendly part of society, is <coughs> what they're alluding to. Like, no one had, like, estranged reasons for anyone yeah. to like, kill their daughter or anything like that yeah i don't think he had any like land grab issues or anything like that he seemed to be like pretty popular in the community and stuff maybe the wife punished the wrong child could be who's to say Gave uh the ruler treatment that was big at that time right? oh yeah big and we know that she was a finger slapper of yeah. <laughs> great repute uh, I, don't, I don't see her like that i think she was you know Playing ukulele and doing sing along. <laughs> She's super chill and super rosy and sweet. Sure. <laughs> uh, they did also say that she was very beautiful, having like dirty blonde hair and. The uh, mom or the. The daughter. The daughter. And just like a very typical unspoiled girl next door type. Um, so she had a husband then, because if she was. No, she's a good young. girl. She wouldn't have had a baby out of wedlock. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's eighteen ninety six, but I'm sure that's part of the issues here that we'll get into. Mm. But she had only just started as a as a Sunday school teacher, so initially, I think this is her like right after high school and okay. college or whatever. Um, she left her home on January twenty eighth, saying she was visiting a friend in Indianapolis. Scott Jackson, a dental student, was soon arrested. Uh, oh, sorry, hold on. Was soon arrested. He implicated fellow student and roommate Alonzo M. Walling. Oh, so they pulled like uh, the devilish dentist routine. At least where that's... they used their like laughing gas and things to <laughs> do horrible stuff. You'd think, you know, laughing gas <clears throat> would have been the right idea, but apparently. Allegedly, the two slipped cocaine into Pearl's drink at a oh, saloon. Oh, so they just had a Coke. Yeah, they just had, they just had blow. <laughs> yeah. No fancy dentist drugs. No, I there. meant like a Coca-Cola, because at that oh. time, they had a little Coke and Coca-Cola, right? Well, sure. yeah, that is true. But I think it's a small enough amount that it wasn't, like, traceable in your stomach, yeah. whereas if you do a bunch of Coke. This was 100% Coke syrup. Right. <laughs> that was a yeah, it was pure... But so, allegedly, they slipped it into Pearl's drink at a saloon in Cincinnati and then proceeded to murder her later that night. So these people don't, I mean, I would assume don't even really know her. They just saw her and was like, this is our mark today. It's not like people in her life, not students That's at not her school. That's not the friend that she went to go visit. It's hard to say. Okay. Because this is 1896, there's a lot of conflicting things that are said about Pearl and... Uh, and this is Scott Jackson's relationship. Scott Jackson. And this is like far enough away from uh, Fort Thomas, uh, like Indian, Indian Indianapolis. Yeah. Basically, if you're in Indianapolis, you're in Cincinnati. If you're in Cincinnati, you're in northern Kentucky. Like they call it the tri-state area. Oh, okay. The news is the same for all three places. Are we talking uh, horse and buggy time? 
Yeah, because the automobile, like a, the automobile wasn't like regularly used by everyday people until what, like the nineteen thirties. I mean, he was a rich. Her dad was a rich farmer, so maybe he sure. had a, a something. I don't think so. The Model T comes out in like what nineteen oh five. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. We're a few years too early okay. for regular automobile use for sure. Rode the horse over to Indianapolis or the train or the train. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, but this is like a land <laughs> area size of what, like Los Angeles. So, like, it wouldn't be smaller. crazier. Oh, really? Yeah. So, in between all these places. Yeah. Okay. So, this is like uh, San Diego. I'm just going to start naming cities sure. until I hit it. That'll do it. <laughs> Think of it like San Diego. <laughs> but that's crazy. So, yeah, you could just, you know, drive five miles in one direction or 10 miles in one direction, be in another state, and then so on and so forth. All right. Definitely. Uh, analysis would confirm that she had cocaine in her stomach. Okay. In response to looking for Pearl's head, the two men would report giving several different answers. A sandbar in Dayton, Kentucky, at the bottom of the Little Miami River, at the bottom of the Ohio River, in a reservoir, many locations... They're just sending on like a wild goose chase. Pretty much. It's basically seven. Yeah. And then just kind of find it in a box somewhere. Uh, what's yeah. in the box, man? What's in the box? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, many locations were drained and searched, but ultimately the search for the head goes on. Yeah, these guys are saying this? Yeah, these are the they're, guys. They're, they're taking in, they're like, yeah, ah, it's yeah. at the bottom of this lake, eh? and then, it, no, it's in this cornfield. Exactly. Yeah, oh, they're getting wow. different answers from the guys. And they have confessed to killing her. No, they have no. not. <laughs> but they're, they're just giving fake places. We'll, we'll get into that, right, too. Yeah, we'll these guys are weird. I don't know. If I was to decapitate someone, <laughs> I think we're going to go the head over here. Yeah. Uh, some. some theorized the head was burned in the furnace of the dental college, but 125 years later, the head has never been recovered. I mean, we know that burning things is a good way to get rid of evidence. For sure. Yeah, sounds... Very much like the actual scenario is that if you can't find it, it's probably burned. Yeah. I mean, unless they put it in a bag full of rocks and threw it on to the bottom of some lake or something like that. Sure. It'd be real fucking difficult to find a head in a lake. As I, I said mean, in my one-man show, uh, The Heart of Kentucky, Kentucky has more uh, shoreline than Florida because of all of its lakes, rivers, and streams. Mm. Like, you throw a stone from any place in Kentucky, you'll probably hit water. Okay. The so, most shoreline in America. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm say saying that. that. No <laughs> I mean, if you consider the freshwater shoreline. But, yeah, sure. so there's so many. Like, it could be a random little pond. I mean, just in my hometown, like, you drive two minutes from my parents' house, Back in the woods behind the house, there's a creek Correct. that gets like five feet deep. Uh, two minute drive down the road, there's an old pond that like people, my brother would walk to and go fishing. <coughs> lovely. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he never caught anything in it. But my point being, like, there's a lot of places you could potentially drown a head or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, head's much easier than a whole body. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Uh, this became like an, an insane sensation across the nation. It was reported on nationwide, including Chicago, Los Angeles, New York City. It was dubbed the trial of the century and was described as being highly theatrical. Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah. So like all 
scenarios. Yeah, but especially in 1896, like for something like this to gain national attention from such a small place, like it was a big deal. And um, so it just colors some of the things I'm going to say in a second. Sure. Both men were convicted of murder in the first degree. Oh, well, open and shut. Next mystery. (laughs) Uh, And sentenced to hanging. Oh, man, that's... Still happening <laughs> in 1896. 1896. I mean, I always prefer a good draw and quartering myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. March 20th, 1897, behind the Newport Campbell County Courthouse on York Street, mm-hmm. the hanging happened. Oh. <laughs> the hanging was rushed because of the threat of lynching. It was so high that the men were actually involved in a... Uh, prison riot in which they could have easily escaped the prison and both stayed in their cells because of the fear of lynching. Oh, wow. Yeah, there were so many people angry at them in the community that they didn't even dare escape during a prison riot. So they rushed the hanging because they were afraid that people were going to hang them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, it's... it's, uh... We get to do it. Yeah, you know, uh, civilian justice would be a lot more crueler than a police. Yeah, lynching is not as simple as hanging, unfortunately. You get beat. It often involves removal of the genitalia and dragging behind horses and then hanging. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty rough stuff. It's it's not cool at all. We're going to hang them like civilized humans. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, over 5,000 would attend. Souvenirs were sold and branches from the site were stolen. Interesting. Yeah, so like it was just crazy town. <laughs> I got this branch from my great granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> you Some can see was... the rope. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of that episode of The Office where the Scranton Strangler drives by the office park and Michael Scott goes outside and grabs some of the gravel outside, puts mm-hmm. it in a jar. He says, here, sell these. You can buy yourself a nice spaceship. <laughs> I would love to go to the house of somebody who's like, did you see the Pearl Bryan stick? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the field right there. <laughs> I mean, that could, that could be true if, uh, you know, our trial of the century was O.J. Simpson, I probably believe yeah. to be the case. No, um, I, I would agree. We yeah. can look at it, you know, because there wasn't another one to compare it to. We, yeah. <laughs> but know. I mean, like, if you had, like, <laughs> I don't know, one of the, you know, uh, the the signs that they were holding up on the interstate or something like that, and it was, like, prominently seen, you could probably keep that, maybe sell it on eBay. I oh, imagine yeah. somebody will buy it. I feel like that's even more relevant than a random stick. That's like going over and being like, oh, I got this stick from the street where it happened yeah for sure sure i'm, I'm like, thinking of obviously like if it were like a bloody club or yeah, something. seriously but i'm like just any know. little memorabilia so like the rocks from the scranton strangler driving by isn't all that crazy to me i'd be yeah. like somebody might buy this you're yeah. absolutely right like i totally agree with you i think somebody might buy a pearl brian stick today <laughs> I mean, there's that uh, guy. That... There's nothing from stopping you from grabbing any stick. Yeah, for sure. As one of those sticks, or any oh yeah, definitely. Good as that here, I got a bundle of sticks here. You label them as Pearl Bryant sticks. Right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially at eighteen ninety-six. They would be the last two people hanged in Newport. Oh wow! After this execution, its gallows were torn down. 
Because they, they were like martyrs or? Well, I think part of it is because that they didn't work the way they're supposed to. Uh, if you're familiar with the gallows, they're supposed to break your neck. Yeah. They did not break either man's neck. I feel like that is also very common. And then they strangle in front of a crowd full of people. And it's like, this is brutal shit that maybe you shouldn't be lining up with your family to see. <laughs> and I think... There was that that sort of plays a part in it, and that's just my supposition. Which is funny because we definitely have seen that on TV shows and movies. A few occasions of like really like graphic hangings or whatever. Oh yeah, and there's so many times where we watch like it's a it's a western trope at this point. Yeah. Where the person is hanging there like. Oh, and they're like oh, jiggling oh. around. And then yeah. they shoot it with their dead eye accuracy. They shoot yeah. the rope and knock them down. What they don't show you is that they had to poop their pants then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and crush their esophagus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that after that, that's the last time they hanged anybody in Newport. Well, so like, good for them. Lethal injection time. They they found new technology at that point. <laughs> is this electric chair now? I think it's probably electric chair. But um, yeah. Also, I think hanging was had such a like a place in the sort of mental scope of things for people like because you literally went as like a crowd event yeah you know the gallows were visible for a long way and like it said in this like five thousand people would attend so like it was such a public thing that i think they realized maybe this is a little barbaric to be doing this in front of we're people. past the days of throwing rotten fruit and rocks at people uh, before they die yeah it right. also can't be at all safe for like uh somebody could try and break it like the person out maybe you know one of their wives sisters mothers or something like that can show up to attendance and like you know shoot the rope with a gun or whatever or, the case or shave it the, down a little bit like shave the rope down just yeah so it's like weak enough to like snap when they go to use it but like not big enough and to then they just run into the crowd yeah. yeah something happens that guy gets loose and takes a hostage i don't know no i mean like, you're, you're not wrong like it wouldn't be hard to organize a posse and overpower the police essentially sure yeah like, just yeah. Get a few guys go into the audience and take a few hostages release yeah. them or we shoot this person yeah you have an organized criminal you know topple that all the time yeah yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> i guess nobody did so well that's a mute point so at this point <laughs> at this point it seems more or less like it's not a mystery except sure. for the fact that we don't know where pearl's head is right that is the mystery it does get a little interesting because there are many conflicting reports about the men who committed this crime they weren't dentists at all? They were dental students. Okay. So we can confirm that. <laughs> Some say that Scott Jackson was dating Pearl Bryan. Mm. Some say that Scott Jackson was uh, a man who was just friends with her boyfriend. A guy with the name, I think it was William Woodson or something like that. Mm. And uh, hopefully... I didn't just say that name wrong and all William Woodson's out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's this thing I did 120 years ago. Exactly. And it's to me. <laughs> I'm just a 140 year old man. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> some say that it, it was his, her boyfriend who mm -hmm. came to Scott Jackson and asked him to perform an abortion. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and or it could have been Scott Jackson's kid and that was still on the table. I don't know. Right. But it um, was like originally an abortion situation. Potentially. Could I they mean, have told told whether or not it was an abortion gone wrong? 
Like they didn't, they only said wounds to her back. I mean, that's not, that's probably not how you should commit an abortion. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering. Just hit her a few yeah. times. No, guys, medical books are a little dated. <laughs> they blow off the cover. 1831? <laughs> this book's just labeled the demon inside you. <laughs> so you've committed several sins against God. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, what was I saying about this? Oh, okay. So these guys, there's lots of different stories about how they relate to Pearl, whether, uh, they had this past relationship or whether they're, he was just essentially a hired gun by somebody. We don't know. The only one that people, uh, report might've had a previous relationship is Scott. The other guy, they're like, we can't find anything. Yeah. The other guy is even more unfortunate because Walling is just essentially either a bystander who was there while Scott did this or is just simply an innocent person implicated. Or just like a really dope friend, like he called him up and was like, uh, uh, I fucked up, bro. I fucked up real bad. Maybe, what do I yeah. do? It's like, <laughs> I got it. He was the guy <laughs> driving the Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Uh, it's hard to say because like I said, it's 1896. And all I think about is, like, cops being pressed to get answers, and they have to find somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like, cops will get what they need. If you've not watched, uh, what's it called, that new show, Making a Murderer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty clear, like, the way interrogations go. So I can only imagine 125 years ago, you get in a room with a cop who wants you to be the murderer. Mm-hmm. You'll be the murderer by the time you leave that room. Uh, I'm sure he's going to rough him up just a bit. It's you know, <laughs> right. Beat the 1896. I'll sign this paper <laughs> and I'll stop beating the hell out of you. Uh, I mean, that's just again, that's conspiracy theorist in me saying that. And we don't know these people personally. It's exactly. 120 years ago. We just assume from what we know now. Yeah. Uh, there is a large. Uh, contingent of people saying that Jackson and Walling maintained their innocence and through the entire trial, even using their last words to proclaim their own innocence. So before they were hanged at the gallows, the last thing each man said, I I read it in some places where it didn't mention anything about their last words. I read it in some places where it was like gave very clearly, but basically if they said something, they said, you know, I'm innocent. You're doing a crime against humanity here today by killing me. And Walling said the same thing. You guys are letting another cavity win the battle. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's. I think that's quoted by Omen one of yeah. them. <laughs> I'm uh, killing me, you're only letting cavities win. <laughs> one story said that, like, Jackson went to the Galdos very, like, stoic and, like, uh, was very like um, I'm trying to think of the word like uh, nonchalant about the situation. No, he was like stone faced, uh, like very resentful of like what was happening and disgusted angry. and yeah. like yeah, stoic Appalled. is probably a good word too. Like he was upright, he was angry, his eyes were strong. Whereas Walling was very like weak and cowering and crying almost as he went to the gallows. Mm-hmm. But both of them in that story insist upon their own innocence. Clearly only one person had to learn how to be a bottom in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Scott Jackson proclaimed his innocence, but his defense tried only to focus on the fact that Pearl was not alive during the decapitation. Wait, so he admitted to being there... 
no, or no, she no, died. No. Or, he proclaimed his own personal innocence, okay. but his defense team, when yeah. they took it to trial, the only thing that they tried to prove was that Pearl Bryan was dead before she was decapitated. And they just, so basically his defense team didn't believe that he was innocent at all. That sucks. They were just <laughs> trying to get him off as best they could. Yeah. And like we said, it's like fear. He just mutilated the body. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal, Yana. Yeah. <laughs> they all wanted to do it, come across a dead body, poked it with a stick, decided to cut its head off. Boys will be boys, won't they? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... Uh, so whether or not you believe that they were innocent or not, that's another mystery. Yeah, uh, there's not really anything... I mean, I don't even know why they were even uh, questioned because there's no linking them unless you believe the stories that Scott was dating or whatever the case. There's nothing linking these guys to them. I mean, they don't have, uh, like, the murder weapon isn't at their house, I don't hear. It's not in their field. The only thing that they said in the coroner's report was that it looked like a clean cut. And so they supposed that dental instruments would be good for a clean cut. And but so they, me, they just know. picked two rando dental students, right. <laughs> beat them up for a while, and then made them sign a paper. And their defense attorney was like, oh, yeah, well, you guys signed a paper. So the, the woman wasn't dead when they decapitated them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what you don't know is that one of the guys was dating the plea chief's daughter and took her virginity. And so he was like, I know the perfect schlubs to take the fall for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's only if you believe that narrative. Sure. It's... I wouldn't believe that people in Fort Thomas would ever do something like that, personally. <laughs> well, remember, these aren't Fort Thomasians. Uh, these are Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a different story than all your uh, Yeah, if she just Scott... stayed in Fort Thomas, none of this would have been happening. Scott Jackson's from New Jersey. Oh, Jersey. He was just at Cincinnati Medical School. Oh, wow. Cincinnati Dental School. Which is probably <laughs> one of the greatest dental schools I have no At idea. At that time. I have no idea. All I know is Kentucky was like a place for education early on with Center College and Transylvania putting us on the map. Transylvania. Yeah. Transylvania, yes. Another mystery for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> that's it for Pearl Bryan. No. So that's her whole story, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not those guys were actually the murderers is the mystery. And where'd her head go? Yeah, where the heck go? I've heard many times like people talking about uh, where they think the head is in Fort Thomas, where they'll like point to a house and they'll be like, "Her head's there, man." They just couldn't figure. They just couldn't find it. Too much cement. I mean, so they found the body in Indianapolis. No, no, they found the body in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Oh, behind the in a field which was a farm at the time. Ah. Behind what is now the YMCA, where I used to go swim. Oh. And today, yeah. if you go to that YMCA, <coughs> she still haunts it. To well, time. not the YMCA. But remember that other thing I was talking about? Bobby Mackey's? Oh, Bobby Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's Music World. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's the end of the title <laughs> of this, which was The Murder of Pearl Bryan, Her Missing Head, and The Haunting of Bobby Mackey's Music World. Okay. We're at the third act. <laughs> Before we jump into the third act. Okay, okay, okay. We'll slow down. What's you, up? You briefly were like, oh, yeah, people be talking about all this stuff about you ever hear about her, this lady getting abducted by aliens, and then I didn't hear anything about you. 
Well, I mean, there is that. So is that one of the theories? Yeah, it's definitely a theory. Of course. An alien picked her up, yeah. I feel her like head, put it on a yeah. dog's body. <laughs> Accidentally <laughs> just took the head and it was like, oh, shit. Let's get out of here. To work on <laughs> Beat the whole body up. The whole body. <laughs> I feel like anytime we see a description that includes a clean cut, that that is often pointed to aliens because they have all this technology that like makes you think of surgical Right, like stuff. removing or cutting with like taking all the blood out or whatever. Yeah, like in an extraterrestrial musical, I would definitely put clean cut as one of the nice. Because <laughs> you gotta get a clean cut if you wanna make it Thandar. <laughs> He's like twirling his like uh, lightsaber blades around. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and Xandar's our protagonist who's yeah. learning how to be a good alien. Sure. Yeah. You know he made some really not clean cuts in the beginning. Of so. course. Yeah, everybody's got to screw up. you got to crack a few <laughs> eggs. You know? But Especially when you're making a cow omelet. Sure. <laughs> I would say that there's a possibility that maybe there was a uh, portal that opened up in Fort Thomas she, she stuck her head, her head in, right? yeah. and then it's the portal was like. <laughs> That's why you jump through portals yeah. fast. There's, there's. You, you go all in when you go through portals. Don't do it timidly. Yeah, don't hesitate. Don't poke a head in. Jump in. <laughs> there's just a de- dimension where her head is the only thing there. Right. It could be like um, Mars Attacks, where she's just like on a Chihuahua body in space. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was my first thought anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then like some people, yeah, came by, saw the dead body, poked it with some sticks, kept walking. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have one quick question about this lady. Yeah. You said that she was at this bar in, in Indianapolis with. No, no, no. From Indianapolis. Okay, she's from Indiana. Yeah. Says she's going to Indianapolis. Sure. Actually goes to Cincinnati. Okay. Is taken across the river to Fort Thomas where she's killed. Okay. So, yeah. So, somebody met this lady in Cincinnati and then, I guess, killed her in Fort Thomas. Uh, Makes you wonder if the killer is from Cincinnati or Fort Thomas. Well, uh... Even in, like, the story that is told here where we learn about the kid who finds her in the field, he said that when he first found her, her dress is up over her missing head. Mm. So he doesn't see that much of her. He doesn't know if she's dead or she's drunk. Because according to him, soldiers would often hook up with women in the field and get drunk together. So it could have just been, like, some soldier who has PTSD, like... Sure, had a weird moment where he like lennied her like loved her to death and then sure. like freaked out and like went into a weird rambo mode and yeah it could be that scott jackson and uh walling are just an unfortunate scapegoat for someone who's yeah because it seems like gone. police just was like it's a clean cut let's check out that dental school and they're like those guys look bad right. <laughs> like yeah. two dudes that would do this they're making some all right cuts over there yeah like I, I i don't know what links them it was just all of a sudden this lady's found cops are now taking these people to trial well here's my narrative that i think may have happened okay these three are out for the night together with the boyfriend that's not in the story 
the boyfriend. It's weird. He's not even a question. Yeah, I know. I agree. The boyfriend is always my question mark character, or the husband. (laughs) It's weird when they have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, He's in some of the stories. He's the one who points to Scott Jackson. Mm. The boyfriend is. So it could be just you know deflecting. But I think what happened is that these people are together partying one night. Maybe Pearl gets into an argument with the boyfriend because she's drinking and doing cocaine and she has his baby in her belly. And she probably shouldn't do. Maybe. I don't know. Who's this? Yeah, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not a doctor. Could make a super baby. I don't know. <laughs> super baby. Yeah! <laughs> Breaks through a wall. With the power of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> super baby. I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> That sounds like Captain Underpants sequel. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, and then I think they're partying together. Argument happens. She's like, screw it. I'm going across the river, getting away from these guys. And then someone uninvolved in the night initially meets Pearl, kills her in the field. And it didn't have anything to do with these guys. But maybe those two guys initially left with Pearl to go party somewhere else and then left her alone later. Mm-hmm. I feel like that narrative makes a lot of sense to me because that's even like with that case we saw where all the friends went to a party together and then their friend ends up missing later in the night Mm. on the new season of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm. If you're not watching it on Netflix, watch it. Uh, (laughs) Or just keep listening to High Mystery. We'll talk about it. We'll get to it. I'm surprised that they haven't covered any of ours yet. Well, a new time. Yeah, if we look back at some of the old episodes, they certainly have. Oh, no, yeah, the old ones. I'm yeah. saying the Netflix new ones, yeah. They'll get there. They'll yeah. Because we do the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we only give you the hits. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that, that just makes sense to me. Like, you start the party and you keep the party going, you know? Like, that's a yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It's just weird that they don't have any type of story to give. It seems like... From my perspective, because they haven't given their side, it means that like they weren't like they have no idea. They have nothing. What was I doing that day? I don't know. I was at home. Shit. Yeah. What? I don't know this woman. <laughs> I don't know why you're even right. Well, see, that's why I would say like, oh yeah, we were partying. Yeah. She got in a fight with her boyfriend. She we went to this other bar. She went somewhere else. Like okay, so they and that probably is a little too convenient of a story for police to believe. Sure. You know, so maybe they pressured the truth out of them as they saw <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think it might be more, instead of like one of our explanations, it might be more a blend of a lot of them. Or maybe they all were abducted by aliens and their minds were wiped, but like something (laughs) happened with her. The classic memory stick from Men in Black, for sure. Classic. (laughs) Classic. But wait, there's more. Uh, Bobby Mackey's World of Music in Wilder, Kentucky. Just ah. 2.5 miles from Fort Thomas. Okay. Surprisingly more tame. On the other Fort side Thomas. of the river? <laughs> no, it's, it's, they're all. The same side of the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Still okay. in Kentucky. And uh, if you're in, on this side of the river, you're in the Kentucky side. Okay. But if you cross it, you're either in Indiana or Ohio. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Geography, to say that. Yeah, right. Sense. Promoted as the most haunted nightclub in America. In, uh, promoted as yeah promoted nice. as in the 19th century the building was used as a slaughterhouse 
and a well was constructed in the basement, which was used for blood draining and unwanted refuse. Oh, God. Yeah. What do we do with all this blood? <laughs> yeah, shove it in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It is a thing, though. Like, if you see, like, pork processing plants today, they have blood lakes next to them. And they just fill them full of pork blood because we don't use that much of it. I mean, how many people have fallen into this well? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, I just... I'm sure it's happened. Like, I, it's had to have happened. Something, someone's yeah. like... Oh, something's caught mid mid well. Go down there and kick it down. <laughs> well, that's it for Jasper. Uh, yeah. Jasper who? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so gross well in the bottom of the building. Wow. Uh, various urban legends and folklore claim it to now be extremely haunted, featuring a gateway to hell occupied by spirits, including Pearl Bryan. Uh, maybe she was killed at this facility and then her body dropped <coughs> off somewhere else. Could be. Just kicked her head down the well, maybe. Could maybe be that the she suffered an overdose or something and this was their way of covering it up. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have been. She died there and then they took her to Fort Thomas or whatever. That's where the head's at. <clears throat> her corpse was found only 2.5 miles away. Some legends claim that Satanists once used the site to gather, using the well for sacrifices. And some say Pearl Bryan's murderers were among them. Mm. So the guys Scott Jackson and Walling were actually Satanists who went there and practiced the Satan ritual. And they can't say where the head is because it's at the bottom of the well. Okay. That's that theory. Okay. Uh, Another legend concerns a pregnant dancer named Joanna who poisoned herself when she discovered her father had hanged her lover, Robert Randall, a singer at the club in his dressing room. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the story anyway. Okay. Keep in mind, this is a fairly creepypasta level of legitimacy sure yeah anyway uh, there are many stories of ghostly activity described by staff including help being held by an unknown entity being pulled toward the well and being spoken to by an unseen person in an unknown language so ghost hunters has definitely done episodes there bobby mackey's has gained such renown for being haunted that it has been seen on jerry springer geraldo Haunted Lives, True Ghost Stories, Is It Real, A Haunting, Ghost Adventures, The Most Terrifying Places in America, Ghost Hunters, BuzzFeed Unsolved, Paranormal Lockdown, and Portals to Hell. The fact that there were no accidents while any of those things were filming or nothing like spooky happened, like, I feel like... Who said nothing spooky happened? Well, like, nothing, like, (laughs) life-threatening. Sure. Like yeah. No one was like re-murdered or decapitated. <laughs> well, I don't, to be fair, I don't think that happens on too many ghost hunting shows in general. Just saying, like so. everyone's so afraid of ghosts. Like, look, even if they are like making some noise or slamming doors, like no one actually ever gets decapitated or hurt from any of these things. For sure, it's not exactly a dangerous profession or anything. No. You're just like, oh, it's cold in here. I would, I would, oh, love, noise. I would love to have a haunting. It would be an experience like none other. 
right? I don't know, man. There's some real haunting cases where people just like, I don't know, get alienated and it messes with their lives. And I mean, you know, one haunting is all I want. You right. know, you wouldn't necessarily need everyone to believe you. You would just be like, yeah. fine with the experience. Yeah, that's I all I that's want. That's where you go wrong is when you need people to believe in your experience. Oh yeah, no. I mean, to validate what you went through, like yeah. that's when you start losing it. Like if you're just <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I had this experience, and if people are like a liar or, or whatever, like <laughs> Lou has awoken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I would just like to <clears throat> know inside myself that it is real, one way or the other. Because right now, I've never experienced it, and so ghosts, I don't necessarily believe in them. Oh man. That's for my next episode where we talk about Mariah's and Bowling Green. That's where I went to college. (laughs) And I will tell you my personal ghost stories. Yeah, so we'll get into that on another episode of Collins Ghostly Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) I should have done this before Halloween, but oh well. (laughs) It's fine. There's still a lingering of Halloween. Good. Keeping it spooky for Turkey Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden, everybody up, up, out of the water pops up and they've got cakes. And it's just a really Whoa. fucked up surprise party for you. <laughs> Watery cakes. The cakes are all in like little cake tins. Oh, know, okay. Safe waterproof. Water. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were floating on. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, cake's fine, bro. They yeah. thought about it. They thought about it. Shout out ahead of this thing. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. (laughs) Bring us cake. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash high mystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.